Hello, this is Sydney Sarah, and welcome to Sydney's Prophetic Podcast, where I speak into your life and minister to you prophetically. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to be doing this more often where I pray before we ever get into the topic of discussion, because I noticed I did that in my quick teaching of the prophetic, but I didn't uh, pray in the last episode. So we're going to be doing that more often (laughs) and starting now. Please bow your head and close your eyes with me. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for every listener that will ever listen and follow this podcast, who will ever sow into this ministry, who will ever, you know, keep up with every episode. And I praise you, Lord God, for this, the word being something that is edifying, something that is ministering, healing, restoring, confirmation and clarity of whatever direction that they need to go so that they can continue to be in your will because the only safe place is the will of God. So we praise your holy matchless name in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to clarify something the Holy Spirit pointed out to me that I said in the quick prophetic teaching uh, episode. And it's just, it's a little thing, but it's not, but it's something that is worth being corrected for. So in my quick prophetic teaching, I said that the first prophecy God spoke was when he told Adam and Eve after they ate from the fruit of the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, that um, like Adam will be working by the sweat of his brow. And, you know, from dusty came and dusty will turn and uh, Eve will be her child birthing pains will be multiplied and Satan will be on the belly, will be, you know, slithering on his belly and. Uh, the seed of the woman will he will bruise his heel and you know, step on his head. That prophecy is one of the first prophecies is not the first prophecy. And where I got things mixed up where, for instance, where let's go back a little bit when he made Adam. Adam means man, human beings, mankind, just man. Uh, and when he made him out of the dust of the earth and, and, and you know, made his flesh. And he said, you will have dominion over the earth, over the fowls of the air, uh, over the fish in the sea, over creeping things. That was prophetic because he was giving purpose. You know, when he says, like, let there be light and, you know, let there be this, let there be that. He was giving things purpose. And that is very prophetic. You know what? Because we are we constantly have this question of what is my purpose? Right. So that was something that I thought that. Looking at those scriptures this whole time, I thought he was giving things that like, you know, in the universe and how he made the planets and whatnot, that those were assignments. No, those are their purpose because, you know, still to this day, the light is shining. It's the sun. Um, You know, human beings do have to, you know, we're not in paradise no more because they didn't have to work in the Garden of Eden. Now we do, you know, uh, you know, mothers have crazy, you know, contractions (laughs) and and labor pains and stuff, giving birth to, to children. You know, and we all know that the one who wants uh, Christians who read the Bible, we know that the seed of the woman that God was talking about was Jesus. So I just wanted to clarify that real quick. Amen. So what is the topic of discussion for today? What is humility? What is being humble? And God really wants to expound upon how being humble means being real, not only with him, but being real with yourself. So let's go to Proverbs 22 and 4. 
chapter 22, verse 4. And I'm going to be reading this in the NIV translation. Again, it is Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4 in the NIV. And it reads, humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. So we see that being humble is you or humility rather is respect. And the word fear means reverence, respect. So I remember the Holy Spirit was telling me because I've been studying humility for myself and God was telling me, you know, go to your dictionary app on your phone and look up what being humble, what they say being humble is. So I'm doing so as of right now. And it says the first definition says not proud or arrogant, modest Two, having a feeling of insignificance, inferiority, subservience. Oh, excuse me. Number three, low in rank, importance, status, quality, lowly. Number four, courteous, respectful. Number five, low in height, level, small in size. So God was saying, you know, in terms of not being proud, not being arrogant, that's true. But biblical, biblical humility is when you take the focus off of yourself and put the focus on God. That's why, as I'll read it again. Proverbs 22 and four says humility is the fear of the Lord, not fear of man, not fear of any idol of the Lord. And his wages are riches and honor and life. So, I mean, we see all of it down Proverbs, you know, if you humble yourself, the Lord will exalt you. We see all of that, you know, once you really make yourself abased and see that you are nothing without God, God is going, going to favor you. We don't see how much it means to just be honest with God. Because the religious mindset, the self-righteous mindset, and I'm about to go to scripture now and tell you where to go to to see this, that it's this uprightness of, you know, I, I am this and I am that. And I I do, I, I fast 50,000 times a day. Like I said in the last podcast, I fast 50,000 times a day. I, I pray every you know, three hours, I, <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know, I, all this stuff really for the attention of men, <laughs> you know, and that's, that, that's really the sad part. So let's go to Luke 18 verses nine through 14. Again, Luke 18 verses nine through 14 and I, and I go to the ESV for this. I go to the ESV for this and I, the reason why my favorite, you know, side note, my favorite uh translation is the ESV because it just what it does for me is takes the KJV when it's talking about, you know, thou shalt not heareth therefore you know all that stuff all, because you know I'm an aspiring actress. And I read Shakespeare and that's a doozy to unpack and really get the interpretation from that. The the last thing I need, I, I thank God for these translations because sometimes the KJV is just, it's too much. You know, I wish I had the Bible app when I was younger because that's, it's, it's just a whole lot sometimes. And the ESV just brings it to, it takes all of that fancy language, if you want to say quote unquote fancy language out, that old English out and gives me the contemporary English modern you know 
version. It just takes all of that out, strips all of that old English out of that for all out of the verses for me and just gives it to me like what it was meant to say, what it was trying to say. <laughs> Praise God. So again, Luke 18 verses 9 through 14 in the ESV, it says, he also, Jesus, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Verse 10, two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now, tax collectors are back then we would call them thieves. Now, that's all that. That's what it is. Verse 11, the Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. Let me let me <laughs> let me make this fun. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Verse 12, I fast twice a week. You see, <laughs> let's see what I tell you. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But in verse 13, but the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. I'm sorry, this is not the Pharisee. <laughs> Verse 13, we read that one more time. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift his eyes up to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me. I am a sinner. Verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified. I'm going to read that again. I tell you, this, this man, the one who's saying, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So we see here now when you admit to sin, here's the thing. The word sin means to miss the mark. It also means that we are as, as inherently sinful people before we ever get saved by the blood of Jesus and the cross. That also means that we have deep down evil doing, evil intentions, evil thoughts. You know, that that is sin, you know, because he the tax collector said, have mer be merciful on me for I am a sinner. When we are saying, you know, God, I did this against you, God, I did that against you, God, I am sorry, God, I repent. That is you confronting yourself. And that is powerful to be so self-aware because a lot of people are not self-aware. Being self-aware is so, that that to me is a weapon. It's for sure a weapon against the enemy because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So when you when you tell the truth, you're exposing the enemy. You know, knowledge is light. And that's what I've learned recently. Knowledge is light. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You know, so. We need to know, you know, as much as we can about what what is the will of God, what is pleasing unto God, what we need to do before God. But one character that all Christians need to have is being humble. But I want to take it to the place of I want to encourage you to be humble because it encourages you to be real and truthful within yourself to yourself, confronting yourself. I want you to be able to look in the mirror and saying, you know, this is me and I have these faults. I have I've made mistakes, but this is why I serve a loving, gracious God. Now, when I say, you know, when I mention grace, that, that is not mean having the permission to sin and being all buck wild, all willy nilly, because Paul said, you know, 
shall we sin that, you know, that grace may abound, God forbid. But it's grace is to help you get to the standard that God has set for you in your life. Because God sees a whole lot more in, in us than we will ever see in ourselves. That's just point blank, period. That's not even a thing of self-hatred or like self-loathing. It's just that we're creation as he's the creator. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, another thing that God just wants to wants me to use to inspire you to be real with yourself. Again, this is this is just in terms of being real with who you are. Luke, let's go to Luke in the same. Yeah, same book, book, (laughs) chapter 16, verse 15. Luke, chapter 16, verse 15. And let's go to let's go to that in the Amplified, actually. Luke chapter 16, verses 15. So he said to them again, this is also Jesus. You are the ones who declare yourselves just and upright in the sight of men. But God knows your hearts. Now, let me stop here. We always hear, oh, you know, God know my heart whenever he... (laughs) whenever either God himself or through somebody else rebukes you correctly and rightfully so, because again, you have to, there's a standard that we need to uphold. And when you're not upholding that standard, this is where you get rebuked. This is where chastisement comes in, but he chastises who he loves. It's, it's more dangerous when you are out there doing God knows what (laughs) literally. And he doesn't check you because he's giving you over to your own mind. That's, that's called the reprobate mind where it's just like, okay, you do what you want to do. I've tried to protect you. I've tried to keep you safe. I tried to keep you sound minded. I've tried to, you know, I tried to show you that this is the wrong way to go. This ain't the way to go. This ain't, you're not supposed to be doing this. You know? And there's another scripture that says he gives them over to their own illusions or no illusions. Okay. That's the word. But yeah, he gives people over to their own illusions. He does that after he's constantly tried to rebuke and try to chastise you, tries to correct you for your own good. He really does chastise who he loves. So let me read this again. You are the ones who declare yourselves just and upright in the sight of men. But God knows your hearts. And now in the Amplify, they got in these parentheses, your thoughts, your desires. And this is where I got rebuked, your secrets. For that which is highly esteemed among men is detestable in the sight of God. And what I mean when I got rebuked with this scripture, first of all, I saw this out of nowhere. This came up out of nowhere as I was spending time with God at uh, one time. And I wanted to get out of the self-righteous Pharisee works-based salvation, religious legalistic mindset. And this was one, this verse has shown up a tool that got me out of that or helped me to get the, uh, detangled from that because it's like we that self-righteousness is something that works so hard like you're being fake you're being you want to be a certain kind of way have this certain kind of image for people meanwhile God is like I'm not in that therefore I'm not pleased oh hallelujah you're not you're not seeking me first this is not this is not reverencing me. Your actions are not reverencing me. I know what's in your, what's truly in your heart. I know what you really want. I know your thoughts, your desires, your secrets. You're not fooling. You may be fooling them, but you're not fooling me. 
you know, any because as speaking from Sydney Sarah, anyone can fool me, but you cannot fool God. God shall not be mocked. You cannot fool God. That's just, and if you think you can, I just, I mean, I'm gonna pray for you, cause that that ain't it. You sure gonna learn sooner or later, you know. So God is just encouraging more and more people, cause we live in such a superficial society with social media, and like I've mentioned before, with Instagram being an idol, Twitter being an idol, Snapchat, Facebook, all this stuff, especially on Facebook, people literally make want to make others jealous when they snapshot pictures of them on vacation or a new car or a new house. So, oh, I just got married. I said, I said, yes, that's great. But boo, like, <laughs> are you really doing that to give all honor and glory to God? Or you just doing this for your own pride, your own ego, your own low self-esteem, your own insecurity. What is it really? What is it really? And so this is the character of God's people. This is Colossians chapter three, verses 12, also in the Amplified. And it reads, so as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose and well-beloved by God himself. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't even see this for myself. This is a revelation that, you know, you are well-beloved by God. Make sure that you know in your own heart that it only matters what God thinks of you. And I'm learning this for myself. As you know, as 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 I'm recording these podcasts and these segments and whatnot and giving the word of the Lord, this is also for me too. You know, I'm I'm not perfect. I do not have it all together. Because trust me, I actually did try to be perfect and I almost lost my mind. Perfectionism. So I'm getting ministered to 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 as much as I'm talking about this with y'all. And 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 you know, it's like it's kind of like a Bible study with every episode, you know, I'm getting this too. I'm getting rebuked too. I'm getting corrected too. I'm getting, but I'm also getting edified too. I'm also getting healed and restored too, especially now. So anyway, let me read that again. So as God's own chosen people who are holy in parentheses, set apart, sanctified for his purpose and well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, oh, the H word again, humility (laughs) gentleness and patience patience is a thing of humility because impatience is a thing of pride I mean think about it it's just when when you I know for me I was impatient when I couldn't even wait for my food to uh, uh, stop cooking in the microwave or stop heating up in the microwave you know God God was really checking me on impatience at one point like you you need to learn patience because everything, everything is not about you, huh? Pride. Everything is not about you. Everything needs to be done. As a, imagine a mother being impatient about the baby in her womb. Sis, that take a whole nine months. You, you ain't gonna have this baby in like three, four, five months. That That's a premature baby. And that premature baby is gonna have to have more care and more attention it can even be more stressful than a full-term baby because organs ain't developed. They spine barely, the bones barely developed. You know, this is why everything is beautiful in their own timing. There, 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 there's a scripture for that. 
Everything is beautiful in their own time. And, and you know, Ecclesiastes 3, uh, there's a time for this and a time for that. Time for healing, time to d- d- uh, destroy, time for amending, time for ripping, time for, you know, what that scripture. <laughs> so, yeah, let me read this again. We put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness, hallelujah, comes with good, with good temper. Don't you being hot headed is not cute. You being hot headed is not of God. Because we're supposed to have the mind of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not hot headed. He was very patient. He, he, a, a testament to his patience is when he was uh, crucified and he was on the cross and he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Meanwhile, we, I would have been, if I was on that cross, I'd have been like, no, bump the fools. Let them go to hell. <laughs> Honestly. So you need to have patience to, for the power to endure whatever injustice and unpleasantness comes with good temper. You know, I, I really feel bad. And I was, and you know, deceived in a way too. It just seems like when we, when people come to Christ, we, there's this illusion. This, it really is a deception that, you know, as soon as you become a Christian, everything's all hunky dory, peaches and cream and zippity doo dah and all that stuff. And it's just rainbows and butterflies everywhere. No, boo boo. Now God is good. God is good. There are the scriptures that, you know, he announced to him who's to, who can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That, uh, the scripture that says, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. God does bless his God. You know, there are great things in life that are going to happen to you. You know, for, uh, I open the, the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much that you, you, you can't contain it. That, those things are, those verses are very much true. But, you know, when we're going through sufferings, when we're going through hard times, I mean, look again, COVID-19, this ain't cute. I don't, I mean, there are some people that's happy because of maybe it was because of self-reflection and looking over their life and they're leveling up while being, you know, in this time in their house, being quarantined while others are really going through a rough time with family and friends dying from this disease and folks laid off and filing for unemployment. You know, but then there's the promise of the scripture, Romans 8:28. excuse me, that says, where all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. They're meant to work out for your good. They're meant for you to have your own ministry. They're meant for you to encourage somebody else. They're meant for you to hold somebody else's hand and say, I understand what you're going through. I understand how you feel. I understand, you know, that, that you want to be mad. You want to scream. You want to be angry. You want to be upset at God. I understand. This is how I went through this. This is for you to express your testimony, to share your testimony. You know, we always hear, you know, you go through the mess because there's a message. There's you go through the test because there's a testimony. And testimony means God do it again. Hallelujah. And so. This is the time where I'm going to wrap it up. And also, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Good temper, you know, don't be stubborn. Stubborn is idolatry. Don't be hot-headed. Stop, stop thinking of what you want. That's Those are things of pride. Because again, what did I say at the beginning of the podcast that Holy Spirit told me? 
Pride is when you're focused on yourself. But biblical humility is when you take the focus off of yourself and take the fo- and put your focus on God. Humility is a fear of the Lord, as it said in Proverbs 22 and 4. And I will close with this with uh, James 4 in the Amplified. First, I'm going to do verse 6. And I'm going to read that actually in the ESV. James 4, verse 6. And it reads, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then verse 10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Make sure the Lord is first in your life. Make sure that, you know, in Colossians 3.12 in the Amplified, you know, that you are well beloved by God and God alone. Don't make yourself try to be well beloved by people. Stop caring about what people think because you're focused on you. And that is something I'm learning right now. That is a thing of pride. It's detestable in the eyes of God. For God opposes the proud. What is it saying in verse 6? God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. And then there's one last scripture I want to read. And it is, okay, it is Romans 12, 9 through 10 in the Amplified. Romans 12, 9 through 10. Romans chapter 12, 9 through 10, verses 9 through 10 in the Amplified. And it says, love is to be sincere and active. The real thing. Hmm. Without guile and hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is basically being fake. Being not real. Huh? Humility is being real. I wish I would have had a podcast like that. I'm I'm not just saying that because I'm teaching on this or, or, you know, expounding upon this topic. I wish I would have had this information a long time. Because this makes humility very clear to me. Because we always hear, you know... We, t- we tend to hear that being humble means to, you know, be a significant, oh, I'm just a small, oh, I'm just a little, oh, you know, and it's a reducing of ourselves. That's not what God called us to be. That's not humility. That's false humility because you're wor- the Holy Spirit will never let me define it any other way but this. False humility is you worshiping how humble you think you are. It's pride. Anyway, back to verse nine. In Romans 12, love is to be sincere and active. The real thing in parentheses without guile and hypocrisy, hate what is evil, detest all ungodliness, do not tolerate wickedness, hold on tightly to what is good. Verse 10, be devoted to one another with authentic. Let me, let me, let me read that one more time. The, I, if you probably feel like I'm spitting on my phone as I'm recording this, I probably am. Verse 10, again, be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family. Give preference to one another in honor. Authentic brotherly affection. What is authentic? Being real. Because inauthentic means something is fake, something is faux, as of F-A-U-X, faux. Give preference to to, to one another in honor. That is saying to me, as the Holy Spirit told me what that uh, verse meant, that as I, and I got to go to one more scripture, as, you know, we 
you know, in, in a family, you get into arguments with your brother, you get into arguments with your sister and it's, it's not, maybe you got to agree to disagree. Maybe you got to, you maybe someone is you, you, you giving your point and they're giving their point, but it's just, there's no resolution. There's no agreement there still. And this is where humility really has the power because, and I'm noticing this in a lot of, of marriages too, that it's not about who's right. There's, there's always that argument. And that argument is prideful. It's not about who's right, who's being right. It's about what can we, what can we do to come to a resolution? How can this work for the both of us and not just for me? How can this work? That's covenant. How can we, how can we work together? Cause the man leaves his mother and father and cleaves unto his wife and they become one flesh. Y'all are attached to each other. Y'all are supposed to work together. Y'all are one in the body of Christ. We are one. There's a scripture that says one Lord, one body, one faith, one baptism. We're one. We have to honor one another and, and, and discord in the church is not of God. That's division. That's from the enemy. That's not of God. And I want to read James one, James chapter one, verses 19 in the ESV. And it says, know this, my beloved brothers. Again, this is James chapter one, verse 19 in the ESV. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. It is not of God for you to be hot tempered. It's not of God to be hot headed. It's not of God for you to just assume what a person is saying. It's for you and them to come to a resolution. What is going to work? What is going to, to, how can we resolve this? How can we fix this? But notice I'm saying we and not I or you or, you know, it's not, well, you need to be doing more of this and you need to be doing more of that. There is a way to correct somebody and not be doing a blame game here and pointing fingers. You know what I'm saying? So praise God. And that, that is all I have for you on today. So I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I upload a segment every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by 3 p.m. Also, if you feel led to sow into this ministry, I know that there's a a monthly thing that you can set up again. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to do this. You know, I refuse to be asking for money for, you know, anything for, for me. This is of God. This is for the Holy Spirit. This is let be led to sow into me. Be led to sow into this ministry. Okay. And if you feel lit, if you feel led to sow. Um, again, I'm still trying to learn about Anchor and how it all works, but I know that there's a you can uh, support monthly with either doing a dollar, um, five dollars, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. Go to anchor.fm slash sidni dash pp. Again, sidni, that's my name, Sydney. Um, again, the link is anchor, a n c h o r dot fm slash s i d n i dash p p and there's a you gotta have to scroll down a little bit excuse me and then there's a support button there's a support button and you know there's like a dollar sign next to it or whatever there's a support button you can click on that and you know 
uh, sell monthly with a dollar, sell monthly with five dollars, sell monthly with ten dollars, whatever you want to do. I appreciate you and I appreciate your obedience to God more than anything. Like I said, be feel, feel, feel led to sow, feel led by the Holy Ghost to sow. And there's also another there's another button next to the support button that says message and there's like a plus sign next to it. Um, I please let there be if you want to uh, say, you know, hey, Cindy, I appreciate this, this, this podcast. Keep up the good work. Da, 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 da. Great. I also would love to hear any corrections, anything I could fix, because I'm, I'm new to this. I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm willing to learn. You know, that's also a thing of humility, being a teachable spirit. So and prideful is, you know, you think you know everything. A fool will prove himself. <laughs> it says in Proverbs. But anyway. Um, yeah, if you want to feel, if you feel led to, you know, there's maybe a, like a little correction here and there, um, that you, that you feel like you need to express is if there is something that, that could be done a bit cleaner, a bit better. I'm open to, you know, what you feel that needs to be fixed or feel that needs to be corrected in a way. I would love to hear that. I would love to hear constructive criticism because that always helps that always gets things better and more refined and I, I I love it so and it's a thing of discipline too so I thank you for listening have a wonderful day and God bless